Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to Death by Pod. It's the show where we talk everything about horror, and this episode is a smaller scares. I'm Vloggy Balboa, or as you might know me better, Elizabeth, and I'm not I'm doing the intro today because uh Matt's got a little bit of tonsillitis. So uh, yeah. yeah, Matt, how how are you doing with your sore throat? I've got a bit of tonsillitis, haven't I? So I'm sitting here uh, feeling sorry for myself. But yeah, but I feel like this is the perfect chance for Bloggy to open up her vocals and take over that. Uh, yeah, other than that, mate, I'm doing all right. We've had a bit of a um, hiatus, haven't we? Just to get a few things like houses in order. Literally, houses. Um, <laughs> but we, thought we'd, uh, we haven't gone anywhere. So a few people have been asking when it's coming back. Well, here we are again. And like Bloggy said, we're doing something a little bit different tonight, aren't we? We are. We're going to do a Smaller Scares episode, and I think we're going to recap 2010, the decade in horror. It is, yeah. So basically, <laughs> the films that we enjoyed the most from the last, well, the 20, 2010 to 2019, some of the ones which were a bit naff or a bit plop, and then uh, once we once it's all said and done, what did we actually think of the whole that decade? Because people talk about the 70s and the 80s and the 90s to a point, and the noughties get a bit of a shit rap. So what about the 10s, though? What do we think about the 10s? So we've, we've, uh, we've got a list of some of the major ones that came out. And um, I know that Bloggy had a few she wanted to jump into, didn't you, matey? I did. I did have a few. Because there, there's quite a few in 2010 that I think we've probably done to a point where people are pretty sick of hearing about me standing over the conjuring and how much I love it. So Standing. Standing. I'm getting down with the kids now. Like five <laughs> years late. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to talk about the conjuring much but it is a good film but it is a fucking good film damn right damn right it's a very scary film as we all know i find it extremely scary but enough about the conjuring because you're all sick of hearing about it (laughs) she's desperate to mention it desperate to mention it ryan gosling hi He showed you as really, what would you do? I'd say yeah. <laughs> What's what scared you the most? Jeepers Creepers or The Conjuring? The Conjuring. Okay, good. Thank God. Do, well, no, actually, no. I spot, well, I don't know. Now you made me, you made me question my own decisions now. Different eras of your life, isn't it? Yeah, I think actually pure fear, Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you were too old for Victor Salva at the time, but... Um, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, the country. No, honestly, I I put that in my top twenty or de- of the last decade. Simply be, even if it wasn't like one of the best films of the last decade, it was, from what I got out of it, it scared the shit out of me the first time I saw it. And then when we rewatched it for the episode a year or two ago, it still scared me. So it's just as effective. So I think it's a one of the best horror films of the twenty tens. The first one. They played. Uh, I was listening to Absolute Radio, and they put on. Actually, no, it's a lie. I was listening to. Uh, Rolling Stone top 500 songs ever, you know, that album where it's just every brilliant song. And Elvis came on, and I was like, oh, it's just like the conjuring. It's not the same when it's not, was Patrick Wilson doing it? Yeah, I know, just easing the, the domestic discord with a little bit of Elvis. <laughs> yeah, also just padding out the runtime. Yeah. Well, en- enough of that. We said we weren't going to talk about it, and we're not. Obviously. Yeah, bloggy. That, that just, it was all a dream. <laughs> Bit of Dallas over here. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, speaking of films that we we haven't really talked about that much, Crawl. Yeah. 
<laughs> I haven't heard. I haven't even seen that one. Tell me about it. What's it about? <laughs> well, it's uh, it's about a man who loses all of his arms and his legs. He had he had more than two arms. I should point that out. <laughs> and he sort of just has to crawl. Oh, that sounds quite fun, actually. Is it like is it like a one of those inspirational stories you see? Yeah, it's based on a true story. Oh, what's the guy's be, name? Um, Mr. Crawl. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything funny. I was like, I was like when a kid makes up a joke, isn't it? And you have to laugh just because uh, you're like, oh, I'm very aware of those horrendous me. kid jokes. Yeah, <laughs> no, cruel was the cruel was um when we when we did our uh, when we returned with the return with the hardcore pod death by pod that was to what we went with first, wasn't it? That was your choice. Oh, was that what we christened the new pod with? It was cruel. Was the was the uh, resurrection? Rebirth. Oh, bloody brilliant. We, we're cool, aren't we? I'm so it's glad. That, yeah, I'm glad that we do this together. Crawl's brilliant. <laughs> I yeah, remember you said that. I remember, I remember saying to you, that's a strange one to come up with, but we'll do it. Not, uh, And I was like, this film's awesome. When I watched it, like, this is incredible. Like, a little, just a little B film, which ended up being bloody good. And the dog lives. And the dog lives, somehow. So, yeah, against all the odds, it was really a story about the dog at the end of the day. Caius <laughs> Godelario, you're fine. The dog, you should have just, you should have been up for the Oscar. Should have been. It was the dog was the only one that came away like unscathed. Everyone else got limbs cut off and bitten off, and God knows what else. Wagging his tail smugly the whole time. So, 2010 horror. Then, what what stands out for you? Um, I there's again quite a few, and we obviously we've spoken about the Babadook. I think that's one of the better ones that came out of the last ten years. Uh, I wanted to shout out the Autopsy of Jane Doe, another <laughs> film which I didn't have any any hopes for. I was just going through a phase where I was watching films that got released in in a certain year. I think that was 2016, 2017. It was bloody awesome. The Autopsy of Jane Doe. It got a bit ropey towards the very very end, but the actual premise of it, like the the um or the the Jane Doe cadaver coming in and just being like a Russian doll, she gets opened up and inside is like clues or like um not clues, like ritualistic symbols and all that. And every and the further they go in, the more weird shit starts happening. I thought it was wicked. I really did like the autopsy of Jane Doe. Did you uh, see that, mate? Yeah, is that the one where she turns up and she's not decomposed or anything? She's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Doesn't someone do something with the body? That's a bit. Doesn't someone like? Get a bit sexy with Jane Doe. Uh, or am I, I thinking of a different film? I think you're thinking of like Necromantic or something like that. Um, <laughs> whatever it's called, the one where... Uh, no, I don't think they do. I don't think they do. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, no, yeah it was all right. I'm, I'm surprised that you thought it was good as it was. But I thought it was awesome. You'd, learnt, you'd, you'd save your breath, save your voice. You've got a sore throat. <laughs> Over to you then, Bloggy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was all right. Yeah, it did get. I, I just remember the rapiness of the ending, I suppose. But it was a cool premise that they opened her up and there's all spells on the inside of her skin and she's a witch or whatever. I can't even remember what it was now. But she's, she, like, she like wakes up, doesn't she, and does some fucked up stuff. Yeah, basically, whatever it is that's controlling her messes people up. It's the premise of every horror film, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. Just some fucked up shit happens. Weird uh, person ends up being evil when wrecks house. Yep. Pretty much. Pretty much. I'm trying to think of what else happened in 2010. Um, oh, 47 metres down. Mm, sharks, sharks. Well, actually, no, the first one was okay. 
The second one was pap. But for the first one, decent. The first one, I watched that recently and I was really hungover, so I was quite anxious. Surprise. <laughs> Shut up. It was not. <laughs> don't, don't judge me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that that really like, that scared me. That made me jump. There was a bit mm. where she's hiding in a little bit of coral and then the shark just sort of like goes beep boop. <laughs> and, <she> goes, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, making all these crazy noises. Oh, I thought it was awesome. It's Mandy Moore, wasn't it, in that one? Uh, I like I like the ending as well. I like the fact that the ending was just like, oh, really? None of none of the none of what you thought happened, like the good stuff, actually happened. Yeah. And she, then they are messed up. I liked it, even though I mean the sharks. They did their best to, for the most part, to conceal the look of the shark because at times it wasn't the most convincing. But when they when they used him or Sharky coming out coming out the shadows, awesome. Really, I thought it was really effective. And then, but think the second one just went. Like too far, too big, and try to be too. Oh, I'm not even going to bother with that one because I really. I've been spoken about it on the pod before. I thought the second one was just dog shit, but the first one though, yeah, I liked it. Even though the premise could have lent itself to being a bit cliche, I think they did enough of it to make it uh, to make it warrant its place in our you no know, half decent at least chorus of the last decade. I think the worst part about 47 metres down is there's a bit right at the beginning that is so set up as a jump scare where she drops the camera in the water and then some shark that's just a normal shark is just, you know, why don't you run a mill, yeah. tiger sharks or whatever, just comes up and eats it. Those weeps. And, and I was like, ah! And I was so ashamed of myself. I was like, thank God no one's here to see me papping myself. Over. <laughs> but when we, I mean, get, when we get around to doing the IG live, everyone will be able to see you papping yourself. Oh, we can totally do that now because I have the I have like more space to actually set things up. So it's not just going to be me holding my. It's not going to be like a, a view of my neck for the whole thing. Like, uh, uh, uh. Up your nostrils, Blair Witch, shall we? It <laughs> <laughs> will get on that soon. But... Yeah, forty-seven meters down. Yeah, I like I like that one. So that's a good shout, Blocky. What about um? What about something like what about the, the it films? Because obviously, like the first one came out of a lot of fanfare. People are. People are, you know, look like me, looking forward to this for a very long time. And I thought the first it was actually really good. It wasn't as scary as I'd liked it to be, but I really liked the aesthetic and the vibe of it. The second one, I was disappointed massively of that. But what do, what do you think about those two? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like it was kind of made for the kids. And so I automatically felt a little bit left out. Um, but then when I did watch it, it, it was okay, but I just found that, him being CGI'd was really disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was one bit where he sort of tries to coerce a kid in by crying and being like, oh, you don't want to be my friend. And that bit did put put the willies up me a bit. So Sorry. that was there. Have you not heard? That's an expression. That's not me being dirty. Well, yeah, but when you say it, it just doesn't come across <laughs> as right. <laughs> we know how to put it up, yeah. Yes, we are British after all. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, anyway, yeah, it chapter one was okay. Chapter two, yeah, that was a big disappointment, wasn't it? Chapter two was just naff, and they, they, they always thought that was going to be the, the case because the kids had the best um, chunk of the nineteen ninety miniseries, TV series, miniseries, whereas the adults one was a bit dog. And this case, it was the same. They had a great cast, and for the most part, the cast was decent, but it was just you know, it was a bit like in game. Where every character had to face their fear, or an end game, they had to go and relive something, and then the next person would do it, and then the next person would, do it, and then the next person would do it. It's like, oh, for Christ's sake, so we really have got to wait till everybody's faced their fear, and then by the end, it just got really stupid. Like when 
uh, Jessica Chastain's characters in the bloody toilet and um, the big beefy hunk Ben is in that wood cabin and he reaches out and pulls her out. And I'm like, oh, this yeah. is just shit writing. And I like Andy Muschietti. I think he's a good director, but I was like, what are we playing at, mate? Honestly, we're we playing at. And they actually had Pennywise turn into a spider again. So, uh, yeah, well done for that. But I just thought the second one was a massive disappointment. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with you on the, the fact that every single character had to go and face their fear and it was just so obvious what was going to happen. I did mm. find the the old lady in the house with Jessica Chastain. Oh, yeah. That bit was quite quite scary. Do you know that? Yeah, because that, that was in the... Um, one of the trailers, wasn't it? Or like the promo spots. And I liked it in the promo, but in the film it worked as well. Yeah, I think that was what, and the bit with um, the hypochondriac mum kid. I can't remember what his name was. Oh, um, oh. Uh, Is his name Eddie? Eddie. Eddie, Eddie. Cashback, I think, yeah. Yeah, he's um, with that thing that's like just throwing up all over him. I thought that was disgusting. Then they had Angel of the Morning playing at the same time, which for like no <laughs> real reason. Yeah. <laughs> Like, why, why, why have I done that for? Yeah, it was it was a bit disappointing, but I'm a big I'm a big sucker for the original. I think you can't. There are some characters that you just can't do again. Like Robert England's always going to be Freddy Krueger for me, and mm-hmm. um, Tim Curry's always going to be Pennywise. Yeah, I thought um, Skarsgård did a good job as Pennywise. I think he got short shrift in the second film. I think, unfortunately, but I think he was good when when he was on screen. I liked I liked him. If that makes sense, I wasn't. Um, Thinking, oh God, not this, not this fraud, a sharp dilettante again. But I, I liked him in the role. I thought he looked and sounded good. I just don't think he had a lot to do. But the problem with a film like it is, you're so beholden to the sort of like sixteen thousand page novel that you can't really take too many liberties. I'm sure if they wanted to, they could have put more Pennywise in. But then they're changing the book, and the purists may not like that. So I'd have liked to have seen more Pennywise, but. Yeah, we did get it, but I don't think I don't know how much it would have improved the second film. Yeah, I think the second film was dead in the water, really. What about uh, was. what was the other Stephen King film that came out? Um, Pet Cemetery. Oh, mm. go on. Go on. Ah! Uh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I didn't actually mind this. I'm going to be the contrarian. I I thought it was all right. It just because it, for me it did what it needed to do. It wasn't like the best horror film in the world. I don't think it was the worst horror film in the world. I thought it was sort of consistently decent throughout. And I know a lot of people thought it was a load of oh, crap. And the the way they twist up the major plot of the film. But do you know what? I didn't I didn't mind it. I, I know a lot of people for some reason hold the Mary Lambert version with high reverence. But, I, you know, I, I didn't mind this one. I thought it was pretty good. And Jason, um, what was it, Jason Clarke in the, in the role, lead role, I thought was pretty good. Yeah, I, I, Jack, Jack the Beard to be feared was watching, uh, not watching, reading the book before the film came out. And then we watched the film and I've not seen the original. I didn't really know what it was about. It was all right. I've got to be honest. I can't remember how it ends though, which is never a good sign. What, the new one? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 the new one. Basically, yeah, basically, yeah, because they, they obviously, uh, Ellie, the little girl who's played quite pretty well by Jatay Lawrence, she is, brought back to life and basically at the end of the day at the end of the film everyone's dead everyone gets killed and turned into these like mindless zombies and then the last shot is them walking stumbling towards the car where the little boy is in so oh, we're assuming yeah. that they that ate the boy as well yeah that because that yeah that was the thing that people moaned about with the book wasn't it but to be fair it probably wouldn't have been feasible to have <laughs> to have a toddler doing some of the things that they wanted that toddler to do 
I can I can vouch for my own, and he probably would do. Wow, <laughs> little sod. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would put so. So the beard to be feared read the book before, and of course we had that we had the big old switcheroo in terms of who actually died. What did he sit there and think? Well, this isn't the story I read, or did he just go with it? He doesn't really say much, though, does he? Bless him. <laughs> oh, yeah, at the end of the film, I go, "What do you think of that?" And he goes, "Yeah, it's all right." Wouldn't that beefy? Word, words don't matter. I just thought. I think he just went. Well, it was a bit, it was a bit shit, wasn't it? And that, that was. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, he didn't enjoy it then. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's all I knew he did. So for okay or it's a bit shit. So you know, at least at least I know he stand on the film. But I didn't mind Pet Cemetery. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it did. It was solid. I think, and I, it's not, I know it's a real cliche word to use, but I think it's just a solid film. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. Um, couple more uh, uh, of a couplet. Annabelle creation. Annabelle comes home. We had a couple of um, conjuring films. Obviously, we had conjuring two as well, which I haven't mentioned, but we have kind of mentioned. Um, what about the Annabelle films? Because the first one was was dire. Annabelle creation, I thought, was actually pretty boss, and Annabelle comes home was crap. Ah, oh, see, no, yeah, I don't think I've seen Annabelle Creation yet, but Annabelle Comes Home, that's the one where all the things in the house start coming alive, yeah. isn't it? Oh, God, that was awful. That was the worst <laughs> film. So we, we watched that film, went to bed, woke up the next day, and I went, that horror film was really shit last night. And he went, what horror film? <laughs> oh, and the horror film that we watched with the kid with all the things in the house. And he was like, oh, mm. yeah. Just had completely wiped it from his mind. And I thought, again, he doesn't say much, but when he does say something, it probably could save us a lot of time on this pod. Yeah. Well, it's given me some entertainment, though. Yeah. I think every time we have a... Every, every, from now on, I think we should have a jackometer. That we'll, 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 we'll give our main... We'll give our, our thoughts. But at the end, it will be, right, what did Jack think? Was it okay or is it a bit shit, really? And then that will be how we end our main episodes. We've been going on a bit of a like a movie crusade now that we've got we've got our own place. Yeah, we've been what I made him watch because he was like I don't really remember like Die Hard two and three, so we watched mm. Die Hard three because it's I've said Die Hard two is Christmas only. <laughs> Die Hard three is in the summer, so that's fine. So we watched that. He really enjoyed that. Then we watched Catch Me If You Can, which he'd never oh, seen. Is it Hanks and DiCaprio in it? Oh yeah, brilliant movie. I've only seen it once, and I saw it at the cinema when it came out. And that's the last time I saw it. Not because I didn't like it; I just never gone back to it. And then I don't know why. Oh, it's wicked. You just—I've seen it so many times now. But yeah, he enjoyed. He he said more than like a couple of words about that. <laughs> so he must have been absolutely enthralled by it. it was, yeah, and, and do you know what he said to me? I said, "Look, see, it's a Steven Spielberg film." He said, "I didn't think you liked Spielberg." <laughs> oh, I was like. That's no, Tarantino. I don't like Spielberg. Fine. <laughs> Spielberg's done a few bangers in his time, you know, but I don't. You don't mind him. I watched Ex Machina the other day, which kind of falls into the horror. It's more of a thriller, we'll say, or mystery. But I watched Ex Machina. I like that film an awful lot. That film made me feel so uncomfortable. I'm yawning. Sorry, it's not anything to do with you. I'll let you off if it was. I'm sweating all day. Oh, mate, it's, it's, it's horrible, isn't it? I thought it was just me oh. getting so excited about being back on the DBP train, but I am just sweating because it's hot. I've had to close all the windows. I've had the PlayStation on because I was just watching the Saints get beaten by Arsenal. Um, so I've got the heat kicking off from the TV. Um, what were we talking about again? Um, Annabelle. Annabelle. Uh, see, no, can't even remember. Uh, that, exactly. That. Annabelle creation. I don't know. You might enjoy it. I did actually enjoy it. I think, from what I understand, a lot of people were quite surprised, actually, that was pretty good, actually. 
uh, a lot of people thought this was going to be a run of the mill. And I mean, there's nothing particularly new about it, but it's a lot more effective than Annabelle and Comes Home. But also, what a crap name, Annabelle Comes Home. But Annabelle Creation, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, check it out. Watch it with the beard to be feared, and I want to know what you think about it. Is it on somewhere? Is it on like Amazon or? Um, um, I imagine it will be on Amazon Prime at least. Yeah, it would be somewhere, wouldn't it? We'll, have sure a little look in. we'll, well let's move on from those two because we're, we're even forgetting what film we're talking about. So well, uh, what about another film or two from, from the last decade, mate? Um, well, given that I've been sweating so much, <laughs> wetter than a knotter's pocket, Midsummer. Oh, yeah. Which I watched very recently because you know <laughs> how behind I am. With everything. Yes. Uh, yeah, really, really weird. Didn't what do you think of it? Because um, we we spoke about it on the hereditary um, pod, and I was trying to skip around the point a little bit because I'd seen it, and I, and obviously you weren't particularly caught on hereditary, and I was interested to see what you thought about um, Astor's next film, which was obviously Midsummer. It was just I don't know. Yeah, it made me feel uncomfortable, but. Mm. I just I don't know I, I, I haven't like I can't even get my words out trying to explain how I feel about it it didn't seem to impact me as much as it did everyone else and that makes right. me feel really left out and I feel like <laughs> there's, there's something wrong with me because I didn't have this kind of profound reaction to Midsummer. I was just like Pff. I've seen it before but just in lower quality I guess I've seen it before <laughs> but, but yeah back in the past kind of thing and seeing something that's been like redone and it's really modern and contemporary and it's filmed really well and it it did its bit and the, the noises they made really made me feel uncomfortable didn't like that well florence Pugh is so hot yeah yeah you've mentioned this <laughs> i'm just hoping she's listening yes <laughs> i didn't i thought mid, uh, no midsummer didn't make me lay in bed at night and think like i've had some Florence. Yeah, but, <laughs> but um, I remembered it the next day, put it like that. I, I remembered it. I, I thought it was decent, but I preferred Hereditary. Yeah, because, <laughs> and that's saying something. And that's that. We didn't have headless Florence Pugh in this film floating around. That's probably would have elevated it. I didn't mind Midsommar. I think I had some some moments where it were pretty boss, like when um when they're just walking off that cliff thing and just like yeah. falling to the ground, just exploding. I was like, ugh. And the ending was, you know, it's messed up, but... My only problem with Ari Aster is Ari Aster. Is his, are his films now going to be? Because um, I know he's come out and sort of. I think he's taken a piss somewhat. He said his next film's going to be a a four hour comedy. I don't think it is. But are his films going to be these kind of films now that build up to the weird, messed up ending? A bit like M Night Shyamalan. All of his films. Nobody goes. Nobody gives a shit about his films. They want to see what twist he's going to do. And that's become unfortunately that's like ruined my experience of his films because I'm just waiting for the twist. Do, do, we, do you reckon Ari Aster's films are just going to be a build-up to like a messed-up ending or a supposed like ending that's supposed to leave you sort of thinking? <gasps> yeah, I feel like a lot of his films, he's he's kind of riding on that I'm being weird now. And I think at the moment he's got enough of a level between being some kind of like pretentious film bro with <laughs> like I like horror. And that's cool, but I think he, at some point he's going to overstep he's going to jump the shark and it's just going to be too weird. Mm-hmm. A bit like um, the guy that did, oh, the guy that did Antichrist. 
And we'll oh, last. Um, last, um, last one. Trade. That's it. Last one. Trade. Yeah. yeah. The one with uh, what's his name? Willem uh, Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Good film. <laughs> fucked up here. Yeah, and it's just sort of like it makes you feel really uncomfortable, and it stays with you for days. But I still mm-hmm. don't really like. I don't know. Like it. Yeah, it's not really. It's not something I, that I'm yeah. gonna. I appreciate the filmmaking aspect of it, and like same with Antichrist. I get the. I, I I liked it when I watched it, but do you know what I mean? I don't fancy going to watch it again, not because it messed me up, but do you know what I mean? I've, I've seen it once, and I'm like, well, you know, I appreciate I appreciate you, but one's enough. You know that bit in Antichrist that kind of really let it down, where that fox comes out and just goes chaos reigns. I feel <laughs> like Ari Aster's next film could potentially just be that fox. It could, just be, <laughs> you know, that that fox and his journey, and it's going to be full of moments like that. And I'm going to be like, oh fuck this. Maybe could have the raptor from Jurassic Park three that just yeah. went. Alan. Oh, Alan. <laughs> I rewatched that a couple of weeks ago, and I I totally forgot about that bit, and I almost dropped my drink on the floor. I was in stitches. Do I, Alan? What the fuck? Why don't you you just make it raw and then go back to the bloke saying, Alan, don't make don't make the raptor speak even in a dream because it's hilarious. It's funny. It's funny though because like chaos reigns and like chaos theory. I think that could be a really good movie. It could be. It depends on who does it. And I think, I, I like Harry Astor. I like what he does with his films. I think he does actually build a decent sense of like dread and atmosphere. But I'm interested to see what he does next because it, there are directors who've built a career on doing like the, a similar tone of film throughout their whole career. But I'm interested to see how long it is before he tries to do something different. If he tries his hand at something a bit more contemporary or if he stays in that kind of indie independent vibe another director i'm really really excited to see what he does next because he did two great films last decade it's jordan pill he gave us get out and he gave us us and whatever his next film's going to be i cannot wait because i really thought get out was the nuts but i also thought us was fucking awesome as well i thought us was wicked anything with lupita nyong'o in gets my vote and i thought she was excellent in that Uh, but yeah jordan pill and Ari Aster and Jordan Peele are two directors I'm looking forward to what they're doing next, just to see if Jordan Peele can keep up his, not, it's not perfect, but bloody good record, and to see if Ari Aster, what he, you know, where he goes next, what kind of horror or psychological film he gives next. But the two Jordan Peele films, were you a fan of those, Geese? I'm really bad because I haven't seen us yet. <clears throat> it's on my list. It's on Sky Cinema, I know that. Yeah, this is, yeah, so we, we've got... Um... We're, tr- we're trying to get hold of now tv and stuff so we can get the free trial but get mm-hmm. out i've seen and yeah i really really thought that was brilliant i thought mm-hmm. everything about that movie and even the ending even though the ending was kind of a bit ariasterish and a bit mm-hmm. odd and a bit kind of <laughs> like witchcrafty and i still thought that was brilliant and i thought it held up and it was it was funny in the right places and like you say i cannot i can't wait for candy man i cannot fucking wait he's producing it oh i thought it was him that was directing it no it's nia da costa female director so good to see and he's producing it and jordan peele doesn't doesn't seem like the kind of guy to not be you know not be on set or not be around when he produces like some quote unquote producers do so i reckon i reckon you know he's been there to help when needed it'll be it'll be da costa's film but the, the the fact that he's on board, you know, just giving direction when needed, yeah. I'm up for that, and I'm up for the film anyway. 
Yeah, no, well, yeah, and I, as you say, then I can't wait to, to see what he does next when he isn't just producing. Yeah, he's got a Twilight Zone <laughs> show, I know that, but that's a, that's on TV. But I, I think that, that looked quite good as well. But So, yeah, I'm going for the Jordan Peele. The t- us, yeah, if you, ever, if you get a chance to watch that, let me know what you think because the end the ending's polarised some people and, and I still have issues with the ending of the film. Again, no spoilers on that because you haven't seen it, but... I have it. I have issues with just that part of the film. The rest of it, though, I really enjoyed. I thought it was awesome. So I'd love to hear what you think about it. Yeah, we had to skip. There was a celebrity goggle box on a couple of weeks back, and we had to skip pretty much half of it because they were watching us, and we were like, "Ah, spoiler, spoiler!" <laughs> well, watch it then. Come on, quick. <laughs> watch it now. <laughs> what else you got, big boy? What else have I got? I'm trying to think. Oh, do you know what? Because you've you've got your sore throat and you don't want to talk much a quiet place that's a great idea no they yeah. didn't even whisper did they they just did sign language that's not really going to yeah, work but i'll try you're dead that's yeah. it <laughs> shit you're that little kid at the beginning on the bridge spoiler alert i'm that little dick who just couldn't keep his hands off the toys <laughs> bloody kids yeah bastards. what do you think about that because that's again that's one of the bigger or more uh, praised horror films of the last 10 years I love that. I love The Quiet Place. And I love the fact that it didn't even bother to explain why. Mm. I, I just, I thought that is so brilliant because I don't care why these things are here, really. And I don't care to see them dying when they figure out what to do. I just, I cared about the family and what they were going through. But I'm, I'm a little bit um, vexed that they're making the second one. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think we mentioned it, didn't we? Yeah. On our, like, and I look forward to horror this year. And we both said the same. But what are they going to do? Are they going to go big and bold like a second film does? Uh, uh, is it going to be the new characters that come in? Are they going to be able to add much to the party, or are they just going to feel out out of place? Or are we going to see too much of the alien? Or are we going to find out too much about them? There's a lot that could go wrong, but it's got the same team behind it that did a quiet place. So again, I'm more than happy to give absolutely all my faith in Krasinski and Emily Blunt and all. Because if they can give us something, you know, nearly as good as a quiet place, then a quiet place too is going to be bloody good. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think that the original movie had a lot of clout, and then there was obviously you. You even had like quiet place exploitation movies that came out afterwards that just totally ripped the whole like. Oh, what if you can't see? What if you can't hear? What if their tongues are cut out? Yes. What? If, and you're like. <laughs> How much of this can we fit? And actually, speaking of that, what was that? What was that movie that came out with Matey from Evil Dead with the deaf guy? The deaf the oh, um, don't breathe. Yes. Yes, don't breathe with the turkey baster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that movie was okay. Mm-hmm. It was, it was definitely okay. It wasn't, um, it wasn't great, but it was. And there, there was another one. I don't know if that came out in two thousand and ten, though. But there was another one with a deaf girl. That was in a house, and it was like a home invasion. Uh, there was Hush. Yeah, Hush. That was on Netflix. Yeah, that was last decade. I like yeah, that film yeah. actually. I thought that was alright. Yeah, it was okay. Like, but there was just all these weird films there. Maybe that. Maybe that's what the tens is. Maybe the tens is like this really, really weird mix. Sensory of, horror. Yeah, of sensory horror slash like creature feature, big shark, tiny alligators under the basement. <laughs> cardboard box and clowns with big teeth and big mouths yeah let's see there's a lot of stuff about the eyes as well like i'm trying to think now is there something to do with us isn't there with their eyes or their faces um 
Oh, I'm not going to say anything. I mean, that's just a, anything, yeah, that's but... just the for the poster. But there's more, there's more to it than than that. So, so Blake Breeze kind of started it all off then. Yeah, by the sounds of it. I thought that was. I thought it got a bit more absurd towards the end. But you know, I I like the idea of it, like the, the robbers trying to put a rob an old rich man's house who happens to be blind. Great, I like it. But it also lends itself that it can get a bit absurd, like the the fact that he's blind and they he's also like a ninja. I was like, mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I can't see properly out of one of my eyes and I can smell, like, really well. But then, to be fair, like, I live I live with someone who I, I'm sure there's something wrong with his nose. I walk into the kitchen and I'm like, what's that smell? And he's like, I don't know. What's that smell? There's a smell. I can smell something. And they'll be like, do you know what it was? It was melon. We got a rather smelly melon. That you know, like horrendous. You know melons when they get hot, they kind of produce this smell. Vinegary. It, it smells like farts to me. It smells like, like it's almost similar <laughs> to like sweet corn. You know when you leave sweet corn out in the tin in the fridge and you open the fridge and you're like, oh my god! Yeah. Or when you open up a fresh pack of ham. Yeah, and it's just on chicken. Yeah, <laughs> sandwich chicken, and you're, you, I open it and I'm like, I didn't feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same with the ham. I'm like, can everyone get out so you don't think I've done something? <laughs> Ham smells of interesting. Ham. <laughs> yeah, ham's lovely. It smells like someone's wiped their bum on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> <I'm sandwiched>. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, don't breathe. I, I liked it. I thought it got a bit mad towards the end. What about lights out on that? Because that came out a similar time. I know that. Don't breathe when lights out came out in the same what year. One, what one was lights out? Lights oh, that was the one. Was... Where, that was based on that really terrifying short film. Yes, that's it? right. Yeah. There yeah. I see the short film. I didn't see the long one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought was six it, minutes is enough. Was the short film? It was the long film as scary as the short one. Um, the I think short the short film was scary because it is it was much more condensed, wasn't it? Whereas in the long form film, you've got to pad it out a little bit more. And it's not even that long; it's still only an hour and twenty minutes. It's quite it's very short for a movie. Uh, David F. Sandberg came back and did that. It's got Teresa Palmer in the lead. I liked Lights Out actually. If I thought that was very good. I preferred it to Don't Breathe. And there were probably some bits in Lights Out which would probably scare the shit out of you and make you jump. So um, I'd like <laughs> you to see Lights Out just to watch you shit yourself. But yeah, I, I thought Lights Out was pretty good. Yeah, Lights Out was pretty good. Okay. Well, I'm trying to think of other films that came out in 2010. And it's really difficult. Um, um, what about... Uh, what about what about what about the cabin in the woods? Oh, I love that movie because that was different. Put it like that. Tequila is my lady, <laughs> and Sigourney Weaver just shows up. Yeah, just randomly. Yeah, as like the oracle of everything. That's it, and a massive hand slams down, like to start level two at the end. I I'm slightly wishy washy on the cabin in the woods because part of me really likes it, and then the other part of me thinks actually I thought that's a load of old dribble, but. I, th- I think I like The Cabin in the Woods. When I first saw it at the cinema, I remember thinking, this is pretty good. But I rewatched it afterwards, knowing what happened, knowing what's going on, and it didn't hold up as much for me. I think it just it reminded me so much of Buffy and Angel, and obviously Joss has used a lot of the same people. So for me, that was what... I, I liked the fact that it was a sort of a tongue-in-cheek approach to him trying to do a serious horror film. Mm-hmm. Which was all Buffy and Angel was really was just tongue in cheek, fucking up the conventions and putting down new ones. So I I enjoyed it for that, um, and I enjoyed the kind of like the scream esque 
exposing the film for what it was. But I think it's a film for horror fans. I think if you were to show someone that didn't really like horror Cabin in the Woods, they'd probably be like, oh, my God, this is so awful. <laughs> not, not even scary. Yeah, I I, know, I liked I did like it the fact that they just also like it just riffed on so many obviously on so many other horror films and the fact that the the monsters they utilised and that were quite good but I don't know it's just something on hold up and it's something on rewatch sorry which um, didn't quite hold up for me but it's not it's certainly certainly a good entertaining watch it's a proper kind of beer and pizza film for me I think and I know that doesn't mean I don't mean to sound like derogatory towards the film but it's a, one where you can sit down be it pizza, a couple of mates, watch it and have a good time watching it rather than sit there and not absolutely wet yourself. Yeah, and I think that's why I like it. I, mm. I, I totally, I don't think it's derogatory to say it's a beer and pizza movie at all because it, I think that's probably what it, it what it is. Mm. No. <laughs> I just, I, I, I really love the bit where you just, I wasn't expecting Hemsworth to, <laughs> to stack it like that. <laughs> yeah. I think, I'm sure, because I, cause I actually, uh, what's the word, they, uh, they show that at the beginning of the film, they show a bird flying into it, don't they? But you just completely yeah. forget about it by the time Hemsworth's going to do it. And that was that was a shocking moment. I remember people in the audience was were literally like, <gasps> which I don't often hear over cinemas over here, but nobody saw that coming. <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah, I liked it. I liked that they went there. And I, I, the only thing about Cabin in the Woods is that I didn't like was the fact that when they go down into the basement and they're showing all the character selects, and I'm like, oh, why did... What was that one? Yeah. I thought that one would have been really scary, but the ones that they picked was just like some. But I think maybe that's um, all about the expectations that people have for a horror film, and someone would always have done it differently and wanted different things, and you always just end up with some crap zombies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, some of the some of the designs they had on the, on the whiteboard, where they had all the names and the and like the betting and who's the sweepstakes. Sorry, there were some pretty cool sounding things on there as well. And some which sounds a bit pap, pap, but yeah, I might rewatch it again one day just to just again maybe third time's a charm. But first time I enjoyed it, second time I didn't. So, but I know a lot of people love that film, so it's nice to hear that um, blog E Balboa is a is a fan of that. Um, what about something like Overlord, which is a we're, 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 it is a straight up horror film, I think, with the um, it's the Nazi invade, it's the invasion of Nazi Germany gone a bit wrong, or got sorry told slightly differently, isn't it? Yeah, see, I remember that I watched the trailer for that and I was like, this is just going to be perfect. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> so I was, and I did think it was perfect and amazing for most of the movie. Same. But then towards the end, I was just a little bit like, oh, you could have, no, oh, that was, I like it and I'd watch it again. But I would probably start, you know, doing the washing up halfway towards the end of the movie because I've, or, you know, like only half pay attention to it. So yeah. I'd be like, oh, I know, I know it's just going to disappoint me. Who's yeah. in that? Isn't there, wasn't there um, someone's kids in that? Kurt Russell's in that. Kurt Russell's boys in it. Yeah, Kurt Russell's kid. That's he's, it. He's in a lot of uh, films and he's, uh, I like White Russell a lot. Um, but they've got a book called, uh, I think it's Pedo Asbach, it's called Captain Waffner, which is hilarious. But when he turned into like this like beefed up uh, like zombie type thing, I was like, uh, "That's when." That's the only thing I didn't like was when they basically had like the big boss fight at the end, like you would get in a game, like Resident Evil type thing. But the rest of the film was a massive surprise because I thought Overlord was going to be dog. I honestly thought it was going to be a toilet blocker. But from the right at the beginning, when they're diving out of the plane, I was like, like as tense as anything like when they're from the, when they're in the plane and when they have to dive out and everything around them is getting blown to shit the sound design in that is incredible and it, until they hit the floor uh, the parachutes hit the floor 
I was like, that was an intense opening, like five, 10 minute salvo. And from then yeah. on, it kind of carried on to the point where actually I thought this is actually really good and really surprising. But yeah, the final, I don't know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes maybe was just a bit, um, it wasn't a letdown, but it just wasn't as good as what came before. Overlord is a lot like, um, oh my God, why can't, why isn't my brain working, Matt? Tell me why. The one with, um, no, it's not, it's definitely not. I wish it was. (laughs) (laughs) We've run out of beer. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Oh, on my last one. Um, what's the what's the vampire thing with the lichens and it's got um, oh, underworld. Underworld overlord is a lot like underworld for me. Over where under. You, yeah, over under, over easy. <laughs> you you get to the end and you know that Marcus is going to get his head cut off and you know it's going to be shit. But the rest of the film is worth the bad ending almost. It's like yeah. Okay. Oh, I agree. Sit and watch this and then sort of get up and potter about for the last 10 minutes. That'll be fine. I agree, actually, because the rest of the film is actually awesome, I think. Um, so, yeah, Overlord gets an absolute mention in the in the, in the, the honorary films or the films which we can remember from the last decade. Uh, how many more have you got? You got any more? Attack the Block? Yeah, Boyega and Cornish. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. They're remaking it, aren't they? Uh, they're doing a sequel. A sequel. Well, well John Boyega said that Joe Cornish is... Let's hit him up about the idea of doing it, and I'm here for it. Yeah, 100%. I love that. I loved all the hoodie horrors. I thought they were brilliant. Yeah, what is it? But Eden I, Lake? I attacked the block. Yeah, there was Eden Lake, and then there was something else as well, but it was kind of more B-movie. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was called now, but um, surprisingly, I can't fucking remember anything. <laughs> I, I could be having a stroke. It's entirely <laughs> yeah. possible. If you don't hear it, look at us laughing at that. Attack the Block was awesome. I like that. I'd happily see a second one. Um, a film which I thought wasn't great, I don't know about you, was Insidious The Last Key. Oh my god, what a pile of shit! Good, okay, thank god for that. I'm thinking, please don't say how much you loved this film. The fucking that's the one with the the, the man with the keys on his, and (laughs) there's a really, really funny bit in that. It's called Keyface, for fuck's sake. <laughs> such a funny bit in that where he proper trolls someone where he's like got the these put his keys out his key fingers out on the table and he's like shaking them about and then he does the hokey cokey and then he someone comes over and they're like oh look at these keys and then he's just like face palms <laughs> <laughs> well i'm glad you got something out of it it's more than i got it's really that. funny that's the one where there's there's like a weird plot twist halfway through that kind of isn't necessary. Absolutely, where it's like yeah. you, think, you think she's dead, but she's not dead, and ah, uh, it's just crap, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I'm not. I, they just got progressively worse though. But in the last key, really was the last straw. Really, really naff film. Um, Netflix film Invitation. What about that one? Oh, I watched that quite recently. That's it. The Tom that's Hardy looking. Yeah, that was. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I seem to remember that I was watching it and I was really tired and I thought, oh, I'll put the invitation on. It's just going to be like a sort of thriller. I've had it. I'd had a bit of a bad day mm-hmm. and I put it on and I wasn't expecting it to be as like uncomfortable and just totally the wrong vibe for what I was hoping for. <laughs> I wanted something that was a bit more like Overlord, I guess, and I ended up getting something that was just edged to slightly on the Midsummer. <laughs> I felt really uncomfortable throughout the whole thing. 
Because what's more uncomfortable than your ex-wife inviting you over for a dinner party with her new husband in the same house where your kid died? Well, that that in itself is uncomfortable. Like, that's, not, that's bad enough as it is. And then, then when all these cultists turn up, and then um, then when the, I can't remember the guy's called now, but he's like a walking spoiler. Then when the big man turns up to, halfway through at the door, it's like, well, you're obviously the killer. Um, the guy from Zodiac, yeah. I can't think of his name now. Yeah, I know who you mean. He's like a big guy, isn't That's he? That's it, big guy. I can't think of his yeah. name. Apologies, mate. Um, yeah, I, um, <laughs> on rewatch, I enjoyed the invitation. The first time I saw it, I wasn't bothered by it. Rewatched it again because a lot of people were saying, um, you know, how good it was. Like, what did I miss? And I must have been having like a bloggy day, or I must have been having a naff day, and I just wasn't into it. Rewatched it, and I thought, you know what, this is actually pretty good. It's a good, uh, good use of the location. Good idea. The act is Logan Marshall Green. I forgot what that's his name. He's very good in it, and do you know what? He was an upgrade. That's right. Yeah, he's a good upgrade, and it ends, yeah, and it's got a decent really ending good. too. Yeah, it has got a really decent ending. I was pleasantly surprised by that film. Did you? Did you just say that you were having a bloggy day, <laughs> and a naff day? You just you said when you watched it, you had a bit of a bad day, and you you, you expected <laughs> to be like an Overlord type film. I said I must have been having a bloggy day too when I watched it. I I was about to quit. I was about to go to my trailer and say, I've had it with you. Diva over there. No, no, a bloggy day in this instance was that, just for that, uh, just for that example. But yeah, I thought the invitation was all right, buddy. It's a good, good shout. Yeah, it was a really good shout. And yeah, he's, he's better looking than Tom Hardy, I think. <laughs> he's, he's a bit more, I thought he's a bit more prim and proper, but then he's not at the same time. It looks like he'd also like absolutely destroy. Yeah, but that's what you want. Well, there you go. You then. want, you want you want the best of both worlds, don't you? Really, and he looks like he would deliver on every every one of those worlds. Yeah, and he'd also, he'd also go to his ex-wife parties. He's obviously got so like, he's, and he's obviously got something about him to forgive. So he's he's sensitive as well at the same time. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I think... I, right, I'm going to go for five fifteen minutes. I'll come back. <laughs> <in a sec. laughs> yeah, you're going to go and get yourself an upgrade. <laughs> never, never. Um, his beard isn't as good as the beard to be feed, so sod off, uh, Logan. I bet he doesn't get as much stuff trapped in it as beard to be feared uh, does, though. Well, he probably he doesn't speak. I think, uh, to be fair, they both probably speak the same amount, because in this and <laughs> It's this bearded breeding type. <laughs> yeah, that I, broody beard. It's, it's just so that I don't have to worry about getting interrupted when I'm mid, like, when I'm going through something. <laughs> going through something. Just going on a mad one, gotcha. which I often do. Well, we know that. Everyone listening to the show already knows that. Do you have any more that you wanted to shout out in old bloggy bow bow, old buddy, old pal? Um, I think that's pretty much all of them now. Um, I'm going to chuck a few what out, but I'm literally just going to throw names out of films that I've seen and I enjoyed, firstly. Uh, two Australian ones, <laughs> Hounds of Love and The Loved Ones. I thought they were excellent. The Aussies, they do know how to put it up here when it comes to horror. They are very good <laughs> horror at horror. Uh, Train to Busan, enjoyed that. Ready or Not was surprisingly a lot of fun and very cool from last year. Uh, it Comes a Night, I actually like that. Doctor Sleep was decent with Ewan McGregor doing another unconvincing accent, but the film was good. Uh, Veronica on Netflix from the guy who made Wreck, very good. The Final Girls, really underrated. The Ritual, good British horror, which for, not, for 80% of it I thought was incredible. And then the last part I thought was arse. But then on the flip side, you got stuff like Winchester and Truth or Dare which are two of the worst horror films I've ever seen. And um, <laughs> so stuff like The Witch and even things like we've, we've mentioned like Under the Shadow, you know, it's maybe not the best horror film, but it got a lot of acclaim. Gerald's Game, we mentioned that. Uh, Child's Play, Happy Death Day, I thought was horrendous. 
but also stuff like Hereditary as well, because we said in our episode, we wonder how long that's going to last. I'm still seeing people talking about it a little still now. I don't know if it's had some sort of resurgence now that it's suddenly become come on Netflix and that, but I'm seeing a lot more people talking about that. So, all right. So that 20 to 2010s. And of course that wasn't an exhaustive list of every single horror film. And I'm sure we've missed off some absolute bel- belters and clangers, but what do you reckon for that decade then? So for that t- 2010 to 2019 in horror, how, you know, where does that stand up? I think it's got quite an eclectic mix in there. I think that unlike most decades as well, it's got a lot of old films like remakes and reimaginings. And I don't know whether that means that we've run out of ideas or whether that means that we've took something and said, you know what, I think we can do this a little bit better. And that's pretty cool. I mean, like, because there's just such a, a, you've got things like Midsummer, but then you've got things like, like you said, like you got Ready or Not, and then there was The Hunt. I don't know if you watched that. Yeah, I did see that, yeah. Which was kind of strange, but sort of hit and miss, really, but there were some mm-hmm. funny bits. And yeah. I think we're experimenting a lot more with horror comedy now. But um, I think horror's not... Horror's becoming like more of that... It's not just a kid's genre anymore. It's not just for the teens. It's It's for everybody, and it's for people that remember horrors that came out in the 70s and the 80s and want to see them redone and... I think it's horrors matured quite a lot over the years. So mm-hmm. that's that's my view. Yeah, I can't really argue that's true. Actually, the eclectic, what a great word. There is a great mix, actually, because you think of certain years, like decades, you can uh, you can put like a word, a tag on them, like the slasher decade or the or the uh, whatever. But for the 2010s, I think like I said there's such a different, like a wide variety of releases that you know you can't really label it as any particular type of horror it's, i think it was a pretty successful year in horror there was some proper i mean something like get out getting nominated for best picture i mean that just doesn't happen in horror um it's starting to see it get a little bit more love at the award ceremonies and i always caveat that by saying they that's not the be all and end all the awards are in any award but it's nice to see horror films get recognized and i think we are getting some very good mature horror films out there and people like ari Aster are contributing to those and who knows, his next film could blow the doors off and be incredible. You know, I mean, he's, he's shown that he's not a bad filmmaker at all, by any means. He's a very good filmmaker. It's just I'm not always into the films he makes. But, yeah, I think we've had a, um, a good decade and it ended strongly. So I'm looking forward to doing this same episode 10 years later to talk about the 20s in horror. <laughs> so I don't know if you've had any... I will say to mention Evil Dead. Evil Dead was a fucking gruesome film but really good really good remake and a great entry to the 2010 horror what would be then i don't know if you can pick one if you can do but you're kind of top one or even three best films of the last 10 10 years in if you can think of them cruel yep the conjuring yep <laughs> um and then cruel <laughs> <laughs> just can i say cruel three times um no so i've got two how's that no that's fine so cruel and the conjuring that's a good shout i've asked you that question and realized i haven't actually thought about the answer myself all right well yeah back to you then come on no prep um, on the spot no, well, on the I'm, spot. no right, dickhead um, <laughs> i'm also going to go for the conjuring because um i really do think that's a proper that's a they, they showed how to make a throwback horror with a small budget and make it effective so i really enjoyed the conjuring then i would say i like the loved ones an awful lot the australian film i really really like that um all about mad lola i enjoyed that and i'm gonna chuck one more out if i could think of one and i am gonna say 
Uh, crawl. I'm gonna say, yeah, because I crawl. I'm going to say, uh, I say get out, I think. I think as I get out, it's one of the, I really did think a get out was a proper decent uh, subvertive horror film as well. And I, but I really, but I may have also preferred us. So I'm not sure about that one. But I love, really enjoyed The Loved Ones and The Conjuring. So, uh, guys out there, what about you guys? What were your favourite films of the last 10 years? Have we missed any out, like proper big films? Uh, what about the worst films we've seen? Let us know. We'd love to te- for you to tell us how wrong we are or how right we are. <laughs> yep, please do. Please tell us everything, and especially the big ones that we've obviously missed. Yep, but this is just us. This is just our return after a few weeks, just off the cuff. And I think it was a good fun, a good discussion there, mate. So thank you very much for thank you very much for giving us time to talk horror again. No problem. Thanks for gracing us with your dulcet tones, even though you've got bad bad tonsils. A gammy gob. Yeah. Well, next, <laughs> next episode we do will be a main show, and I'll be uh, I'll be on top form again. But um, until then, everyone's listening to this, thinking that bloggy sounds like a right right legend. Where can I find you online? You can find me at Bloggy Balboa on Twitter and WordPress. And occasionally you can hear her saying, and when you do, don't be alarmed. You can find me, what I watch tonight at Code UK, uh, what I watch tonight at Twitter and Instagram and Facebook as well. Uh, if you like the show, uh, let us know. Let us know uh, by via review or rating on your podcast platform of choice. If you know people out there who like horror films or horror podcasts, don't hesitate to send them our way as well because we do like a new set of ears. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Death by Pod. So, um, yeah, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, we'll be back here very shortly of a new episode. But until next time, from me, see ya. And from Bloggy Balboa, bye. <laughs>